Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All we can be sure of is this. Zach Berry and Grayson Weir are hashtag not committed. Ah, I love a good train wreck. Hey, hey, what up? This is Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Berry. Joining me as always, Grayson Weir. Back home. I am no longer on the New Jersey Turnpike. I'm not entering a tunnel back in the uh, the home base in the office. And uh, we're here to talk some recruiting. Grayson, good afternoon. How are we doing? Good afternoon, Zach. We're doing well. It's a beautiful Tuesday here in Nashville. A little chilly for all the folks at home anxiously awaiting the weather update. Yes, um, yes. Coming off a big weekend, you know, USFL, we got some football on, on the weekends again, obviously not the best product in the world, but Jordan Tamu balled out last night for the Tampa Bay bandits. Looks like he, I mean, I it continues to blow my mind that Jordan Tamu does not have an NFL opportunity as a backup somewhere, but he doesn't. And more than likely, I would venture to bet that after this season in the USFL, he'll end up back in the league somewhere. But still pretty hilarious that Jeff Fisher and the Michigan Panthers organization decided to select Shea Patterson number one overall over Jordan Tamu, who went number two overall. But that's neither here nor there. I got into some petty wars with uh, one Mr. Sean Patterson this morning. Y'all can go check it out on my Twitter. That man refuses to quit. But... All that goes to say, Jordan Tamu is continuing to ball. The USFL is off and running. We've got football in the spring. We've got spring game coming up. It's a wonderful time of year to where we are no longer in that quote-unquote dead period. We can start to really looking forward towards that 2022 season. So I'm thrilled. And actually, I forgot to mention, your seersucker suit this past weekend was fantastic. You, you oh, deserve yeah. full credit for that suit. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it at this time, 34 years on this earth, I figured it was time. Um, just needed to go ahead and and, and do it to them with it. Um, yeah, it, it was a it was a great time. Um, I, I look, I'll say this: if you would like a nice, quiet getaway, Livingston Manor, New York, is a great place. Oh, I know Livingston. Uh, shout out to uh, the folks at Robin Hood Diner. Really good American Western omelet there. Really, really cold. Died Dr. Pepper as well. Um, <laughs> good coffee. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it just like, it, it looked it, as, as quaint and nice and like quiet and secluded as it was. The whole time I was there, I was like, man, this would be a good place to film some kind of like murder mystery. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just like a cool place that, um, you know, we pull in on the main drag and there's people out in the river fly fishing when we're getting there. Um, it was a great time. I mean, it went from one day, it was about 58, 59, 60 degrees, beautiful day, sit outside, 
had a little fire pit going at the house we were at the i'm not gonna call it a resort um like a like a b&b type type place and then the next day at the wedding uh it was cold it was raining after the ceremony started snowing it was wild um just another day in april yeah um yeah shout out to livingston manor place was dope you can fly. I didn't look to see what the drive was from Albany, but you can fly into LaGuardia, which, by the way, the new Southwest Terminal at LaGuardia is phenomenal. It is outstanding. Um, and it's just a quick two-hour drive um, out of the city. So it's it's nothing. It's super easy drive. Um, speaking of super easy drives, um, no clever segue at all. Just said that because that was the last thing that I said. Um, Jeremy Crabtree of on three, uh, recently wrote about how NIL collectives are continuing to pop up. I saw recently Brady Quinn has one called fund, which is pretty clever friends of the university of Notre Dame. Um, they're all over the place. Um, I know, um, who was the quarterback at Penn state that's got one? John Clifford. John Clifford. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to say Will Levis, but he is at Kentucky now. Um, so, yeah, these these collectives are popping up at all these different schools. People are getting excited about NIL, putting together these, um, you know, groups of like-minded individuals that would like to fund student-athletes. Um, but uh, Stuart Mandel of The Athletic wrote – about um, the $8 million NIL deal that a five-star recruit got. I don't think it's very hard to figure out. Most believe that it is Nico Ayamaliva, who is committed to Tennessee. But then, today, as we record this on Tuesday, he reported earlier this morning that he's reviewed the contracts of three more NIL deals for recruits that have been struck with collectives. A four-star receiver is getting paid more than $1 million over the next four years, exclusive NIL NIL rights. A defensive lineman who is among the top 10 in his position, three-year deal worth $1 million. And then a three-star defensive lineman, five hundred grand for over four years. So then he goes in, he's got all these different coaches who are anonymous and are commenting on it and, you know, saying, you know, well, recruiting as we've known it is dead. Um, you know, a, a big 12 assistant said, I, I honestly thought the NIL stuff is going to be about helping current players get what they're worth, but now it's all about recruiting. It's game over. So you got all these anonymous people. Well, a couple coaches spoke up, one in particular, Lane Kiffin, um, who has not been shy about voicing his opinion about NIL or anything else. Um, he said, quote, I guess I got called a clown before. For saying how it is, NIL has a lot to do with where players go, and to think that, and to not think that is crazy. There are schools with no shot to recruit certain players. If a class has an average of twenty-five million dollars, that's one million dollars a person. In NFL free agency, players go to the most money. Most players are seventeen and eighteen. They're going to go where they get paid the most. He then ended that by saying, "You have legalized paying players." All that said, what are we thinking? Well. First and foremost, 
this this before we get into the Stewart stuff, I'd like to give Jeremy Crabtree of the On3 Network a shout out. He wrote a really great article. Um, I guess it was yesterday or I don't know, tax day. Yeah, so yesterday was tax day. Um, he wrote a really interesting article about how all these college players who have made NIL money now have to figure out how to pay taxes on this new money. Um, he spoke with like an SEC recruiting coordinator and said, I had a player come to me in tears. He had no clue that he had to pay taxes for NIL. Um, you know, yeah, he wasn't even cool. a guy that made tens of thousands of dollars, but he made enough that he has to file a return and will probably owe some money. So there's a whole business side of this NIL thing that we are now still in this kind of first cycle of um obviously april may june july so we're still only eight months out from these new rules on nil and they have changed the game from top to bottom in terms of taxes in terms of what recruiting class cost and now we know i have never felt more vindicated in my entire life that a certain somebody out of the Oklahoma, Texas, Southwest area, who goes by the name Sliced Bread and threw out a 20, 25, $30 million recruiting class for Texas A&M. Obviously, we don't know what that exact number is and we never will. But we now know that that number isn't as ridiculous as you might think because Stuart Mandel came out with this report today. I mean, a four-star wide receiver landed a $1 million deal. A three-star defensive lineman landed a $500,000 deal. So if three, th- if three-star defensive linemen that these players are getting insane NIL deals prior to enrolling at their schools, and that's ridiculous. I mean, a, a, a three-star defensive lineman getting $500,000 sets the precedent right there for a five-star guy to get two mil plus, at least. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, I mean, the, the market value has already been set Yeah. with $8 million. So, I mean, there are – look, there are rumors out there of other five-star quarterbacks – you know, we've talked a lot about the dominoes and there are rumors circulating that with you know, not only the dominoes of wanting to see who goes where, you know, where's Arch going? Um, Dante Moore out of Michigan, another big guy. Um, Eli Holstein, um, you know, all these different recruits are not only wanting to see where the dominoes fall, but I think they're also like, okay, well, if he can get 8 million, I think I'm as good or better than him. Why can't I get 8 million? Yeah. I mean, it's the money is insane. And, and to tie this back to Ole Miss, um, Ole Miss is currently in the market for a quarterback. Ole Miss is currently in the market for a lot of top transfer portal guys after the spring football concludes this weekend. There's going to be a lot of movement all around the country and Ole Miss is in the market, which means that Ole Miss now has to tap into these NIL collectives that of which there are many and start has to figuring out how it can navigate this landscape and compete with other schools in conference and around the country 
for players when Ole Miss, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, when you really sit down and look at it, Ole Miss is one of the smallest SEC schools of, you know, the 14 out there. Ole Miss is, has an alumni base that is a fifth, you know, every year of Texas A&M, give or take. I mean, maybe a little more because graduates yeah. and all that stuff. But you're looking at like a third I mean, of even, A&M's graduating classes every year. That's a even lot of Despite the diversity and with it being spread around the country, because I, I've traveled a lot and I've seen Ole Miss people everywhere. I mean, I was in New York City and I saw a couple of people with Ole Miss hats and shirts while I was there. Seen right. people in California, seen people in Texas, seen people in Florida. Um, it, you know, they're everywhere, but it, it's the quantity is not there when looking at these other alumni bases. And that's just, it's, I mean, the enrollment right now. Undergrad is what, 18? Yeah. I, mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean, I, aging myself a bit, but when I was enrolling in school in 2006, I mean, it was like 12 or 13. So you're already playing catch up with that before you even get to the financial part of it. Yeah, and, and that's why it's, it's hilarious to me that other coaches, especially in this Stuart Mandel piece, but then, you know, in everything else across the country, in, in this piece in particular from Mandel, he cites power five head coaches, you know, who got upset over losing a guy on signing day. He cites a, a power five head coach who, who missed out on, you know, another recruit because they couldn't pay enough money. And then you've got Lane Kiffin, who's just calling it how he sees it. And it's really refreshing because I was thinking about this in, in, in regard to previous administrations. I don't think Ross Bjork is coming out and speaking. I'm actually, no, not, I don't think. I know because now he's at Texas A&M. He is vehemently denying that money had anything to do with recruiting. Mm-hmm. Jimbo Fisher is vehemently denying. Hugh Freeze, I don't think is someone who, I mean, we know how much money was being thrown under the table when Hugh Freeze was in charge. Uh, if he was still at an Ole Miss or really anywhere that was relevant, he would not be discussing NIL so openly and publicly and Lane Kiffin is just airing it all out into the wind I mean to 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 credit of other coaches so did Jip Kelly Lincoln Riley spoken out about it uh, Nick Saban's obviously been one of the most vocal although Nick Saban's uh, warnings often sound more like threats basically saying mm-hmm. you know things need to change and if they don't then Alabama's about to spend a boatload of money on recruiting but Lane Kiffin's sitting here and, and calling it how it is and speaking the truth about the matter while other coaches are hiding in the shadows, afraid to stand up to what NIL has become. And now again, we, you and I have said it time and time again, Lane Kiffin said it time and time again, Nick Saban said it time and time again, NIL is a good thing. Players getting paid for their services and for the product that they put on the field 
is a good thing. And, and the more money that these players are able to get, power to them. Yeah. But when it becomes pay for play, which it is, and ultimately it's a direct you know, violation of NCAA rules for pay for play. So there are stipulations and workarounds in these contracts that make it very clear that it's not contingent on going to a specific school, but it is. It's very dangerous. And everyone that's out there saying, oh, money's always played a factor. I'm one of those people. Money has always been involved in recruiting. The bagmen have existed, all of these things. But when you make it this over-the-table public thing, as Kiffin has said, as Saban has said, as I've said, as you have said, there is more money now involved than ever. When it's under the table, there aren't $8 million contracts being signed. Mm-hmm. When it's over the table, there are. So it makes things very difficult for programs. And I, I sound a little bit like Dabo Sweeney over here, but little old Miss can't necessarily compete financially for the best recruiting class of all time. You know, and so it's just, it's crazy that three-star defensive linemen are getting 500K. I mean, it, the price tags on these recruits puts the whole thing into perspective and, and really gives a good look at the underbelly of what's really going on and how much money is spent. Because as much as we can talk about it and say, you know, NIL is a good thing, but and we can have Lane Kiffin saying free agency and all this stuff. When you really see 8 million for a five-star quarterback and you see 500 grand for a, a three-star guy, it's pretty mind-blowing. And it's nice that Ole Miss has a coach who isn't cowarding, cowering away from the issue at hand or running from the public eye with all this Mm -hmm. he's willing to sit there and and make it and tell the truth and it's it's i think it goes a long way for recruits and and i don't know this to be true i've never spoken to anyone about this in particular so it's all theory but for me if you have a head coach that's willing to sit out in front of a camera and say here's what's going on with an il you know, we're doing our best. That goes a long way, at least in my eyes, compared to another coach who is denying what an NIL is and what it has become. So it's just crazy. I mean, it really, it's just when you really sit back and look at it from a 30,000 foot view, $500,000 for a 17 year old who you have no idea if he is any good. I mean, I think if you would look at the, the all of the three stars in college football history, I would venture to guess that a third to half of them never panned out all the way, you know, to, to a to the same level that perhaps a four or five star guy would. And you're giving him five hundred thousand dollars before he even steps foot on campus without any contingency that he needs to sign with a specific school. So in theory, 
that three-star defensive tackle that just made 500 grand over the course of the next four years, three, four years, whatever it is, doesn't have to go to the school that the collective has, you know, the, the collective is attributed to. And I can't wait for that first recruit that signs a massive contract for name, image, and likeness and gets this 500,000, 1 million, 2 million, $8 million deal with no contingency. And then pulls that last minute switch like Leo Lewis and goes to the other school. I can't wait to see what happens there because then there's going to be a litigious situation to where technically that recruit signed that contract that doesn't tie him to any school. And now he's got at a different school. So I can't wait for that to happen because that's going to be hilarious. But all this goes to say, you know, my, my long diatribe here, we knew there was a lot of money, but now that we're seeing just how much money it is, there's probably something that needs to be done. Yeah. I, I, I hesitate to say it's getting out of hand, but the, the arms race that it is becoming could soon be problematic. But again, like you said, I think it is a little refreshing for, for some players to see a guy like Lane Kiffin be very honest and open about it. And, you know, it's not every single recruit in the country is, is all about NIL. Right. Um, I mean, Jackson Dart, whether he already had stuff laid out and he's not talking about it yet. I mean, he said as much. He was like, man, I just want to play football. And I thought that Ole Miss was a good place to play football. And so that's, you know, I don't think every single recruit out there is, is hey, I want $8 million. Because one, that's not realistic. And two, I don't think every single one is like that. Now, it could change. The market could very well be flipped on its head with the rate that it's going right now. But again, I think if you're an Ole Miss fan, I think you can take solace in having a guy who has spent time in the NFL and knows how free agency works. He's been in those meeting rooms and talked to GMs and front office guys that have dealt with that. Now, it was a very brief time, but he's still done it. Um, his dad was in the NFL. He can talk to his dad about it. Um, but also a guy like Lane Kiffin as your head coach who has fully embraced the transfer portal, which I think is also part of the future of college football. We've seen that as much. Um, yeah, you're not going to be able to get into those, those big-time arms races with, with the Alabamas, the Ohio States, the USC's, um, the Texas. But I think the staff that – Kiffin has put together. He's very strategically went out and, and gotten young, up and coming, hungry assistants that bring a ton of energy. That's that's one. That's the word that's used when I talk to recruits when they go to Ole Miss. Um, you can see at, at, at OM Spirit, part of on3.com, when Ben Garrett talks to these recruits, they talk about the energy of the coaching staff. I think there's a way to combat not being able to go toe to toe with these NIL numbers, and that's just being extremely thorough in your evaluations knowing who to go all in on and who not to, and to really find prospects who can buy into what you're selling, you know, no pun intended there, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to follow. And the, the whole model of recruiting is, is changing. And, and I, you know, 
as someone who covers it, I kind of think it's exciting. I kind of think it's different. It, it makes our job a little more challenging, a little more fun. Um, and it just adds a new element. So it's going to be interesting to follow. Um, again, you know, shout out to, you mentioned Jeremy Crabtree and his work. Um, the rest of the, the crew at On3 are doing a fantastic job covering it. Grant Ferking, we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, he and everybody else at, at NILU is doing a nice job and, and, and most, I think most importantly, educating young people on how to deal with this. And like you mentioned, making sure you have your priorities with your taxes lined up and, and staying on top of that because you do not want that to pile up and, and to really, oh, I can't imagine being in college and having to deal with that. But all right, we're going to take our first break. We come back, we're going to get more into old-fashioned recruiting. Talk a couple prospects up front in the trenches, and then uh, we'll talk about a certain four-star who is nearing a decision. So hang tight. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta catfish to smash burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering. From weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two-for-one Moscow mules, all of that and more, the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. The show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. Show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush Zoysia fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable, and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. 
Head over to pxg.com slash TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com slash TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Barry, Grayson, we're with you. All right, Grayson, in our pre-show prep, you mentioned a guy that you wanted to discuss. I did. I will will preface it by saying he uh, has been to Ole Miss before already on a visit. And uh, he will be back in town this weekend, but I will now give you the floor as this is what you live for. But uh, speak on it. <laughs> I, I don't know how to feel about that, but it's not wrong. I, I would say that a large part of what I live for is offensive linemen. And I, I, I think that is, I think I'm okay with that and I'm comfortable with that. But with that being said, yeah. So Tyree Adams is, is a on three consensus three-star recruit out of Louisiana. He has visited Ole Miss before, announced yesterday night, last night, that he will be back at Ole Miss this weekend for the spring game. And I could not be more, could not be higher about what type of player he is and the potential that Ole Miss might have to sneak in the back door of his recruitment, obviously, as a Louisiana guy, Louisiana State is likely in the lead, and, and and most people that you talk to around Adams's recruitment would say that LSU is kind of the the top of the mountain, and there's a large hill to climb around them. But there's a lot of time left in his recruitment. So Tyree Adams is a a six five, two hundred and seventy pound. He, he says that he's closer to 6'6", 280, um, but he's listed at about 6'5", 270 from St. Augustine High School down there in, in Louisiana. Three-star consensus. Um, really, really, really talented, physical, technical guy. I was watching his film last night. You know, look, at 6'5", 270, he's not the biggest in the world yet. There's a lot of room to put, a, put weight on his frame. And get him in the weight room. He he might not be a day one starter, but he has this frame that you can build upon and, and has the technical skills to become a really, really good tackle on the collegiate level and then potentially even onto the NFL level. That's way down the road. But in the meantime, really phenomenal guy, got a great kick stat, incredible length with his arms to get the push from, you know, keep the defensive end or interior linemen at, at bay, keep them off. Um, someone I'm really high on, and, and I was talking to him last night, so the reason that I was so excited to, to speak about him today, I was talking to him last night after he announced he was coming back to Ole Miss. And I said, you know, Tyree, like, what is it about Ole Miss that excites you, obviously? 
LSU is kind of considered into the lead. Texas A&M is in the mix. Georgia's in the mix. Florida's in the mix. But what is it about Ole Miss? And like you said in the, the previous segment, Zach, um, there's a lot of energy building around the program in Oxford, and he loves that. And he loves a guy like Jake Thornton, who's a young offensive line coach coming in, pumped up, ready to go, obviously knows what he's talking about, can relate to guys. Um, and does a really good job of making recruits feel like that they are important is what Tyree told me is that Ole Miss makes him feel important. And now I don't know if that was an intentional dig on the other schools or not, or if other schools make him feel just as important, but he said that Ole Miss makes him feel important and they make him feel like a priority, you know, despite the fact that he is only a three-star guy, despite the fact that he's the, number 30th ranked player at his position in the country. He's not this top ranked guy. He's not the number one, you know, recruit, but Ole Miss makes him feel like they want him because they should. He's a phenomenal prospect who could really blossom into a, a more prominent player that plays above his star rating. Um, so right now, LSU is in the lead. Texas a and also in the mix and Ole Miss are kind of the, top three, top five expands over to Georgia and Florida. But when you look at who's recruiting him, he loves Jake Thornton in Oxford. Frank Wilson over there at LSU is doing, is his primary recruiter. Um, obviously has done great things at, at different programs around the country and has done a good job of, you know, really connecting with players and has landed some big time guys, um, including five-star linebackers, you know, just last year and, as far back as Leonard Fournette, who was also um, a St. Augustine high school guy, just like Tyree Adams. But Texas A&M has Steve Adazio as its offensive line coach. I can tell you right now, as someone who has actually played under Steve Adazio at the Steve Adazio high school football camp at the University of Connecticut back in 2012, maybe, Jake Thornton's going to out-recruit Steve Adazio. Brad Davis is the offensive line coach down at LSU. He's new, or at least newer, to the team. He's part of the new staff that came in. Not necessarily that deep-rooted relations. Obviously, Jake Thornton is a, a newer ad as well, but he's been there longer, has been recruiting Adams longer. All this goes to say, I think Ole Miss has a really good shot of impressing a guy like Tyree Adams this weekend to where his recruitment moves from LSU heavily in the lead to LSU in the lead with Ole Miss lingering behind and a real chance to solidify this weekend. Okay. You know, this is a school that I'm very interested in that I am considering that I see the opportunity to play in the next couple of years as Ole Miss's offensive line ages out and graduates, et cetera there's room for Adams to develop and become a starter long-term. You can see the guys like Greg Little, um, you know, all of these offensive linemen that Ole Miss has put out into the NFL. You can see the history there. So I, I, I don't know if Ole Miss can ultimately get over that LSU hill long-term for a guy like Tyree Adams, but they're going to give it their best shot. And I think, 
uh, Tyree saying yesterday that Ole Miss makes him feel important just speaks wonders about the staff and the program that's going on down there. Um, I, as an offensive line enthusiast and an alumnus of Ole Miss, would love nothing more than to get a guy like Tyree Adams. You know, you don't, he doesn't jump off of the page as the five star guy and all that stuff, but he has the, the frame to build on. And he has all of the technical skills that can make him a really, really, really solid tackle at Ole Miss. So that's my, my diatribe there. Um, I think Tyree Adams is an awesome player. And I think this weekend is going to be a huge opportunity for Ole Miss to show him what he could become in the program and why he should consider picking Ole Miss over LSU. Yeah. I I mean, LSU is obviously the the clear front runner. Um, He talked with Billy and body of, of on three and look, St. Augustine is I would, I guess you call it a pipeline. It's in New Orleans. Um, that's where Leonard Fournette went. Um, he has the offer from Brian Kelly and that staff. You mentioned Frank Wilson. I mean, the guy's an institution in the state of Louisiana. Going to be tough to beat. But like you said, get him in town this weekend. Watch the spring game. I, I think a lot of it is going to be very hands-on, hey, this is what we think you'll look like in our offense. This is where we we envision you being in, the, in this offense. And, and you talked about Jake Thornton and his energy and being able to really relate. Um, and I also just think the, the analysts, some of the assistants that they've hired, guys that they've brought on that have a ton of connections all around the Southeast, I mean, you see it now more and more with the the tweets and everything where players are sending out, you know, hey, I was offered by Ole Miss. And it's not just position coaches. It's other analysts that are getting tagged in these tweets because I think that they're really starting to build a reputation on the recruiting trail, starting to resonate uh, the impact that they're having. Um, and that's kind of the the new age of recruiting, you know, you know, not even talking about NIL, but building up a huge – you know, Rolodex of analysts and assistants on your staff and having guys that all they do is recruiting, all they do is talk to players. And yeah, I mean, it's a huge opportunity. Um, he ended up, when he did an interview with, with Billy and Body, he said he's quote day by day on cutting his list down. Um, LSU is obviously in there. Ole Miss, Georgia, Michigan, A&M. That's a pretty, pretty heavy list right there when looking at, program status, prestige, winning culture, you know, all SEC outside of Michigan. <laughs> but, I, I mean, he's a guy that he, he moved up in the on 300. He's a four-star. He's the number 119 overall prospect, 14th offensive tackle in the country, six in Louisiana. Um, I mean, I think, it, like you said, it's a great opportunity for Ole Miss. And, again, like these are – kind of the the types of prospects that Ole Miss is going to have to, you're going to have to win some of these. You're going to have to beat out, you know, LSU or somebody else. Um, so this is a huge opportunity for Ole Miss uh, this weekend. So um, we're going to take our final break. We're going to end it talking about another four-star prospect who will be in town this weekend and um, 
somebody that has announced that he will be making a decision next month. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Podcast brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50 plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options and they're monitoring 24 7 365. You can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at SaddleCreekTitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. Give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we are back here on Not Committed. Zachary Grayson, we're with you. All right. Kind of burying the lead here. Talked about it a lot on the website yesterday. Own Spirit, part of on3.com. Probably seen it on Twitter. Dante Dowell, the four-star running back out of Picayune, Mississippi, Picayune Memorial High School, told one Sam Spiegelman of On3 that uh, he will be announcing his decision next month after a couple visits. Uh, He has three set up before he makes a decision. He will be at Ole Miss on Friday, and then he will take a day trip over to Arkansas, and then he will wrap up his spring tour with uh, a trip to Louisville, April 30th, so next weekend. Um, A source close to his recruitment told Spiegelman he left the door open for one more visit ahead of his May 13th commitment date. Could be a return visit somewhere that he's already been, could be somewhere else. Um, he's already taken visits to Ole Miss, obviously. Um, if you go to his profile at the on three database, you can see this weekend's visit to Ole Miss will be the third that he has taken this spring. He's also been to Oregon, Georgia tech, Florida state, Alabama, and, um, Florida as well. So he will be going to Arkansas, Ole Miss, and then Louisville before making his declaration in May, uh, right now. I think Ole Miss is the is the clear front runner. Um, 
Sam Spiegelman went as far to put in a prediction for him to pick Ole Miss. Um, I haven't put in a prediction yet, but if you had me do it today, I would say it's Ole Miss. Um, I mean, the guy has not been shy. He's been very open and honest about what he thinks of Lane Kiffin and how he views the offense, the opportunity that it presents. Um, you know, the quote that, that, you know, kind of went viral was when he was speaking about Kiffin and his offense and uh, his favorite player, Derrick Henry. And he said, quote, you can't go wrong with Lane and he's got the receipts. He's coached my favorite player, Derrick Henry, and he knows what it takes to win the Heisman Trophy and coach a Heisman Trophy winner. Knowing the history that Lane Kiffin has and what he's accomplished, I know they can surround you around great personnel and great players, a good offensive line. The coaches, the OC, the head coach text me every day and let me know I'm wanted up there. Um, this is a guy that almost has been on him very early. Um, he kind of blew up. He was in Atlanta at the Under Armour Next Camp that I was at in February, really showed out there, and then has continued to see his recruitment take off. Alabama, Oregon, Florida, um, you know, a lot of big-time programs have jumped in the mix. But I think with what he said about Lane Kiffin, his reputation as a guy that gets his best players the football, um, regardless of position, you look at Kiffin and what he did at Alabama before he kind of transformed their offense. Coach Derrick Henry won a Heisman Trophy and then ended up transforming that offense into what it is now, um, throwing the football a lot, really showcasing quarterbacks and receivers, tight ends. And then he did it at FAU. Harrison Bryant won the Mackey Award as the best tight end in the country. And then now you see what he's done at Ole Miss. And in two years, you know, they've won 10 games in the regular season for the first time ever. You had Matt Corral show out, Kenny Yaboa, Elijah Moore. And then uh, people are excited to see what he's going to do this year. Um, you know, you've got some weapons, Jackson Dart, Zach Evans, Michael Trigg. Um, you know, Luke Altmyer is putting up quite a fight at that quarterback position. Um, I think that his, his reputation as a play caller and as an innovator of the offensive game is what is attractive to Dowdle. But also, I think you got to give a lot of credit to Derek Nix and Markwell Blackwell. When Blackwell was hired, he immediately reached out. When I talked to Dowdle in February, he said, hey, I don't know much about him, but we're talking a lot. And then Derek Nix is a guy, you know, we talk about Frank Wilson being an institution in Louisiana. Derek Nix is an institution in the state of Mississippi. He knows the state well. He knows how to recruit it. So I think that almost being so present in his recruitment and constantly talking to him is what is going to ultimately win out in the end. If I'm making a prediction right now on the show, uh, I would say I think he is going to pick Ole Miss. And, I mean, I think you look at what the running back position has done with how Ole Miss was, you know, First year under Lane Kiffin, led the SEC in rushing. Last year, I believe they were second in the conference in rushing. I mean, it's funny how his offenses get a lot of credit for, oh, they throw it all over the yard, and they love to, you know, let the quarterback do his thing and stretch the field. But, I mean, they still are physical and run the football. Um, so Jerry Neely, Snoop Connor, uh, Henry Parrish before he left to go to Miami, Kentrell Bullock, uh, and then now you added Zach Evans, Ulysses Bennett, I mean, uh, uh, or Bentley, I should say. This is a a really talented offense on paper, and I think that Dowdle and other offensive recruits are excited to see how it translates onto the field. So um, long-winded there, but I think Ole Miss is in a good spot to land him in May. 
Yeah, I think that was really well said. I mean, long-winded is a good thing, right? I mean, you and I both love to get off and, and run with our the points that we're trying to make, and I, I think you said it really well. I, I'm curious. I, I would agree with you that Ole Miss is in a great spot for Dante Dowdle as of right now. Obviously, um, over the course of the next couple of months, as he visits other schools, things could change. Um, but again, like you said, as of right now, Ole Miss is pretty firmly in the lead. Um, I'm just curious to know, or I guess, see whether playing time factors into Dowdle's decision. Because as of right now, Ole Miss's backfield, there's not really all that many touches to go around. And obviously, Ole Miss was able to get three, four, really even five guys, obviously the big three-headed monster last year, but kind of five guys in total were able to get pretty decent touches throughout the season. So while it's not that huge of a concern, the backfield stacked, at least for this season, Dattle obviously wouldn't be there. Likely for the season following, maybe even for two years after that. So you're looking at Dattle kind of evolving into that primary backfield role definitely not in 2022 i mean i'm not gonna say definitely because Dowdle's a phenomenal player who could very much earn touches right away but you're kind of looking more towards 2023 for him to get a large bulk of carries if you look at things the way that they stand right now so it'll be interesting to see if maybe for some reason i mean we have no indication of this to be true but perhaps he sees more opportunity right away at another program. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Ole Miss has a real good shot of landing Dowdle. And I would imagine that on May 13th, after pump faking to another hat on his left, he will reach to his right and pick up the Ole Miss hat and put it atop his head. Um, I, I think it's, I won't go, I won't use the word done deal, um, but I'll say that it's as close to a done deal as it's going to get, assuming that he doesn't arrive at one of the schools for his upcoming visits and they put a contract on the table in front of him for $20 million. I, I think Ole Miss likely ends up with Dowdle committing to them in almost 30 days, a little under 30 days. I think it's pretty, pretty definitive that he'll end up playing for the Rebels next year. And, and look, I mean, it's funny. Barring somebody else committing before Dowdle, which he announced May 13th, um, the two early commitments in the 2023 class are Mississippi prospects. So all the people that say that Kiffin hates Mississippi and doesn't recruit it at all, <laughs> um, I, two of the best right there would be committed point. early. Um, so Terrian Perkins is another guy that Ole Miss is going to have to fight to keep, to, to keep in, that, in that commit list, in that commit column. But I think they ultimately will. Um, I, look, I, as someone who interviews hundreds of recruits every cycle, uh, it, it's it's great to have a couple like Dowdle, like Perkins, who are very honest and open about things. I mean, Sotarian never shied away from saying the Alabama offer was a huge deal, and it was wild. And same thing about Georgia. You know, hey, they national champs. You know, they have a great history of guys that play linebacker over there that go to the NFL. But he still will turn around and say that he's always wanted to play at Ole Miss. It's been a dream to, to represent his home state. So it's nice. I mean, you, you 
obviously guys that will answer all the questions quickly, concise, boom, done within five minutes. That's great. When you also get some good quotes from guys who will, will be honest and will, you know, Hey, like they're, they're not shy about speaking the truth about, yeah, you know, like I'm committed to Ole Miss, but I, I appreciate them saying, you know, Hey, when Nick Saban calls, like that's a big deal. So, um, those two guys going to be a battle to keep them in the commit column. Dowell's not in it yet, but like you said, I think that he will be. Um, there will be several, several, and by several, I mean a lot of prospects in town this weekend. We will talk more about that on Thursday's show. Stay locked in at Own Spirit, part of On3. Stay into the recruiting daily threads we do every day. We'll keep you abreast of the names that will be in town. Um there's already been a couple announced. Hopefully getting the full list soon. We'll put that up, and uh, we'll have a content piece out there for you to see the notable ones that will be in town. But, Grayson, that's going to do it for the Tuesday show. Any final words before we head out? The only thing that I can think of to kind of sum up this entire segment that we've been talking about is that Ole Miss has positioned itself, and we've said it time and time again, and we will probably continue to say it on every single episode. Ole Miss has positioned itself really, really well in terms of coaching staff and how they're scheduling and handling visits and how they are judging talent in a world where they might not be able to compete financially for some of the top guys Ole Miss has done a really good job of putting prospects who might not be at the top of recruiting rankings first and giving them their undivided attention knowing that their potential is greater than their ranking is greater than their stars etc the the ability for Ole Miss to evaluate talent and find guys who the recruiting battles aren't as competitive is going to prove very valuable over the next couple of years as they continue to make pushes for guys like Dante Dowdle and, and offensive linemen who are in conversation with bigger schools. Ole Miss has done a great job of positioning itself to where it can compete for anybody. But if it misses out on those top guys, the coaching staff can then look to their recruiting board for other really talented prospects who might not get the attention that they deserve. So it's a really great time in terms of recruiting for Ole Miss. Um, Everybody out there who gets upset about, oh, the class isn't big enough. Oh, the stars aren't there. It's fine. Lane Kiffin and that staff in Oxford knows exactly what they're doing, and they're doing it really, really well. Yeah. All right. Like I said, we'll be back on Thursday. We'll talk more about who will be in town. I expect it to be a huge list and a uh, wide variety of 22, 23. I mean, I think there's going to be some 22 signees in town, um, some 23 prospects, 24, 25. Um, I know a 26 prospect is in town, Julian Lewis, um, which we all thought he was the king of TikTok and trolling coaches, but turns out it was a fake account, but he will be in town. (laughs) <laughs> the talented quarterback out of Georgia. So, I mean, it's going to be a jam-packed weekend in Oxford. Double-decker, 
you got baseball, you've got the Grove Bowl. It's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, until Thursday, Grayson and I will be back. Until then, we out. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.